My name is Matt Brown. Be a and let's start the show. Hey, Buzz! You're flying! This isn't flying. This is falling with style. Because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Monday, August 30th, and we made it, everybody. We are here. This is the 100th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. Before we start celebrating, before we experience the 100th episode, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And to check out exclusive content regarding this show, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yes, this is the 100th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. And there is just an absolute big smile on my face through a lot of hard work, determination, focus, and not giving up. We are here at 100 Podcast, and we are not starting to slow down. We're only getting faster. We're only revving up, and we're only going up from here. We are an amazing podcast. We do have the greatest listeners and fans in the world to make this possible, and we are all on a journey to tell more stories, give amazing people all over the world and a platform to prove how awesome, special, and courageous they are, and we have nothing but great times ahead, and we have more stories to tell. So thank you, everybody who gave me their energy, gave me their time, and everybody who gave me a chance to entertain them within the first 100 episodes, whether I entertained, informed, or inspired you. Thank you for giving me the chance. And like I said, we're only going to get bigger and better from here. I appreciate you all. Now let's get on to the show. Who is the guest on the 100th podcast? Who is a special person who's going to be on Matt's show number 100? Well, we have to bring someone awesome, obviously. We have to bring somebody phenomenal. He's a great friend of the show, great friend of mine, and well, we started our career in all the audio sphere. My man and I worked as interns at SiriusXM Radio together. We learned a lot of great stuff, and we obviously started a bond that lasts until this day, and I know will continue to last. And he's somebody I have a lot of respect. I'm in awe of the guy, and he really, really is someone special. One of the best guys I know. Danny Lynch is on the show once again, and he is joining me for a Y 100th episode of this podcast. He works at SiriusXM's Pac-12 Network. He is a big deal over there and only getting to be a bigger deal as the days go by. This man knows what he's doing. This man has a great head on his shoulder. He has a drive that is absolutely awe-inspiring. And I mean, not only that, 
He's just awesome to talk to. He has great stories. He knows how to make you laugh. Big sports fan. You know, he's very empathetic in the world and has some of the best advice I have ever heard in my life and some of the best advice you will hear on this show. We talk about his Brooklyn Nets. We talk about the media and communications industry. We talk TikTok. We hear some great stories throughout. And let's sit back, relax, and let us enjoy the 100th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. Danny Lynch, it is your turn once again. Let's get to it. Here we go. This is the Productive Conversations Podcast episode. Yes, this is the 100th episode. So a special day. We made it. And I had to ask one of my favorite people in the world to join me for my 100th show. And we have a special connection, which makes this all together. But for the 100th episode, here's my guest, good friend of the show. And like I said, one of the best dudes around, Danny Lynch. What's up, brother? Thank you for joining me on show 100. Yo, Maddie. The second you said 100, you already know I was in, dog. First of all, congratulations to you, my dude, pushing through this stuff. You did this through COVID. You're always having fun conversations on it. And to do it 100 times, man, I mean, fuck. Congratulations, bro. I'm just so proud of you. Always knew you were a fucking rising superstar the second I met you at SiriusXM, man. So straight out, congratulations. Thanks for having me as the 100th guest. I mean, I was already on the show once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 100, man, I mean, damn, I'm honored, bro. So of love course. your content. Love everything you do. I love you, Maddie Brown. And, uh, dude, let's just keep it 100, bro, like we always have. Absolutely. I love you, Danny. Thank you for it is an honor to have you as part of this 100th show. And, dude, all your support means everything. And we keep grinding as you are a rising star yourself. Mm-hmm. We're only going up from here. So thank you for the kind words, my friend. So. Like I like I said, to put this all full circle, Danny and I met now shit six years ago. We yeah. were entered at Sirius XM Radio the summer 2015. Dude, what and, a summer, man. What a summer. Like that's a cool number too. Like yeah. 2015, like, you know, like I don't know, like 2011, 2012, there's something to it. I'm like, I, I just think back to like early 2000s, like mm-hmm. 2002, 2001, where it's like, ah, it was kind of whack. But then like stuff started changing in like 2005. And I'm just going right. to put that into the teens. Um, and 2015 was a hell of a summer in the city, man. Yeah. Um, we had a good time. We were just growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I bet obviously I lived in the general area. So I've been to the city a bunch of times, but like working in the city is a completely different animal. So like doing that together, man, I would always come over to you, like in the little intern bay, Mm -hmm. Uh, you'd be stressed as fuck with the (laughs) CDs everywhere. I'm like, what's (laughs) up, man? Like, what's up? Like, Oh man. Yeah. That was a summer dude. Like that was the summer of the Tom Brady stuff. Yep. Um, the deflate gate so just like any great intern <laughs> um <laughs> they just told me to like every once in a while like towards the end when they're like we don't know what we could do for this kid so um just go to the uh nfl office and sit there and if you see tom brady you give me a call 
So I did that for like, I did that for like three weeks and I was like, do I really want to do this? Like, is this what I want to do? And <laughs> here I am. Yeah, man. Coast, bro. Killing it at a, uh, for serious pack 12 network. And you were interning for the NFL network at the time. Mm-hmm. I was interning at serious progress. And yeah, dude, that intern Bay was classic. I mean, I still have lots of love for my executive producer, Sean Bertolo, started it all. Mm-hmm. And like you, me and our great friend Cole, we yeah. were just a nice little posse there, like soaking it all up. And like you said, the flake gated 2015. Let's make the World Series That's that right. year. You had the last really good giant push until, um, you know, we had our dark period. But uh, the Knicks, uh, I mean, the Rangers were stepping up. Knicks were bad, but um a lot of stuff was going down, I would you know. Say the Nets might have even made the playoffs that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was that with like um, I, I I don't I mean I'm a Nets fan. I don't want to offend mm-hmm. any of them. I think that was like the KG Paul Pierce, maybe Jason. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Terry. Yeah, Jason Terry. So. It is yes, they were the eighth seed going against the Hawks. That's right. And just came up short, lost his six games. But you have Brooke Lopez, Joe Johnson coming in. But um, oh, okay. tough it was one that there. Team. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brooke Lopez, man. Like, for real, as a Nets fan, like, even though they beat us in, in the playoffs this year, uh, like, just seeing Brooke Lopez, like, win a championship, honestly, I was so happy for really? him, man. Like, one of the most underrated big men. I, and listen, he might be getting his shine now. If you look at his contracts and the money he's made, yeah. Brooke Lopez is one of the best big men in, like, modern NBA history, especially right. when he changed his game to shooting outside. But as a net, Brooke, I think, is the all-time leading scorer he uh, is. in net history. And just was always played hard for us. Struggled with injuries early in his career. Not going to, you know, that, that, that happens. But man, when he won that championship, I felt like the New Jersey Nets fan won a championship. Right. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, but I also am a New Jersey Nets fan. Um, and that's what sucks about like, like falling, like following a team like the Nets. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they, they add in all the superstars and a lot of people become fans. I'm like, where were y'all motherfuckers at in the Continental Arena? Like in 2007. <laughs> which when, is still standing, by the way. Which, Izod Center, bro. Izod yeah. Center. Izod Center, classic. Uh-huh. Um, where were you guys like when the Nets went to the Prudential Center and won 21 games? I was there. I yeah. was there. I was, I was rooting for those teams. Like, so it, it sucks, like, when your team finally becomes a front runner. Um and you're just like a day one fan and you're mm-hmm. like, no, I've been here for a minute. Like I have right. Vince Carter red jerseys. Like I have those. Like I have <laughs> Jason Kidd silver jerseys. Like, bro, Sly Fox, I know yep. him. Like, so that's what it is. But like, you know, shout out to Brooke Lopez, man. Like, so excited for him. Uh, and I would love to see him return on the Nets. I think that'd be like we're talking full circles today, mm-hmm. Maddie. Of course. I would love to see a Brooklyn Nets, Brooke Lopez full circle, bring it back together because that's a missing piece right there. Straight up. If we have Lopez on that team, I don't know who's stopping us. I mean, I don't know who's stopping us now. For real. If we're all healthy. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you guys are going to be Lopez. Oh, I like Ooh. that, man. Make some fucking moves, Marks. Come he, on. He could be the replacement one from Aldridge after he um, had yeah. to suddenly leave. 
obviously he accepted his role as the big role player in the Nets said, well, I mean, the Bucks said, well, he's a champion now. And champion. yeah, respect your fandom. Always stay in that way from you. The eyes I said are prudential till now. You know, the I can't think of the Russians guy's name who owned the team. Uh, uh, but that Nico, Nicholas. Uh, oh, man, what's his name? It's a great name, too. And there's a crazy story behind him, actually. He, like, his family owns all of the nickel in Russia. <laughs> the straight up, the the, the compound? Just, like, just, yeah, they just nickel. own the mineral. Like, they just own it. Like, it's, oh, like, crazy shit. that, like, there are places where people still have that power. Oh, yeah, um, that old hey, money. Man, we're Alibaba strong, bro. <laughs> strong, and I love it. I love. I'm a big fan. Like all my teams have always had really rich owners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's been the lucky key with that. And <laughs> you just add in Sai. I'm like another one bites the dust, dog. Like it's gonna. <laughs> it's amazing. Dude, bringing it, Shaw Barks, big. And I know it's as a Nets fan seeing KD on the line with that foot. Yeah, is that gonna haunt you until they win the championship? You know, I'm 50-50 with it, right? Mm-hmm. Because of just the entire play. Yeah. Like, that's that's one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life, straight up. Um, but I do think about that a lot. <laughs> I think about, Especially in the you know, summer if, after. If KD, if KD were a size, I don't know, he probably wears like a size 17. If he were like a size 15, oh. dude, like, yeah. It hurts, but that's the that's a Nets fan. That's that's yeah. what that's what we are, right? We get to that point, we're almost there, right? And that's just the struggle of it. But that's gonna make it so much sweeter when we win a championship when they're completely healthy. And my boy Kyrie, huge supporter of Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, even since high school, he played against my high school. Um, yeah, the Jersey guy kid. himself. Yeah, so I've always been a huge supporter of Kyrie, and I love what he's doing. I, I, I think athletes need more of an outspoken voice of not the typical one. And mm-hmm. Kyrie's the perfect guy to do it. Uh, he's North Jersey weird, just like myself. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that in him so much. Um, and he uses his platform. Listen, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I think it's good that we have a voice who is a superstar, worldwide superstar, who's going to say anything. And money really doesn't matter to him. Like, that's what I love. Yeah, about clearly. Like, I've heard rumors of him just driving a Corolla. Like, that's just who he is. He doesn't care about that. And just just having him on the team that I seriously love and support, like, probably, I mean, I'm a huge Giants fan, but I got the connections to the Giants, so that's one thing. But Nets is my fandom. Like, yeah. I, I bleed black. Like, I really do. I, I, I follow them. I, I want to go to as many games as possible anytime they're on the West Coast. I'll even go to Utah to go watch them, for real. <laughs> Um, Dude, respect. Hell, so respect. I, and also, I, sleeping on Utah, Utah, Salt Lake City, man, for all the East Coasters listening, really easy trip for you guys to get over. Extremely cheap. Really, really cool up-and-coming city, man. I, I I've been hearing that and, lately. And, like, it, especially the Jazz influence. And I mean, they've been really good now with your Bears and Mitchell's yeah. runs. But I've heard recently that the... I don't know. I think I was hearing some radio segment on how Salt Lake City's on the rise. Poppy, it's easy. Dude. I mean, they funny laws being posted out there, but mm. there's just it just shows that maybe there is now that in this world we're living in where you could literally live and work everywhere. Mm-hmm. And seeing all the other options that are out there, I think 
it seems that Salt Lake City is one of those destinations also with like a Nashville people loving it out there. Austin, Texas, some of these other unique big cities, but getting a name one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to Nashville and I've been to both Austin. Cool places. Uh, just so hot, man. Yeah. So hot. And <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I was sticking out like a sore thumb. They're like, he's not from here. Right? <laughs> and in Utah, it's really not like that. Like, yeah. it, cool. it is like, it's like Brooklyn level hipster. And I'm really? not kidding when I say okay. that. Like, it's really cool stuff going on. But you've got this weird like Mormon and, and, hey, right. all respects to all religions. Like, of course, that's seriously all respect. Of course, but that, that it's a it's a culture shock when you're there for a second. You're like, oh wow, oh wow, that's that's a model working at a McDonald's. Like, that's what they all look like. They're all beautiful people too. Literally, everyone in Utah is beautiful. You're like, shouts to Utah beauty. What what is this place? Like, it is weird. Mm-hmm. And you got the mountains surrounding it. Um, yeah. So anyone on the East Coast, if you're bored and you got some extra, if you got like four hundred bucks. I'm telling you, it'll get you your flight, hotel, some really cool restaurants there. Check out Utah, man. Utah. Yeah, man. And like you can go to a UTEP's game in the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, yo, man, it's I, that good <laughs> something to worth into. That that is cool. That's like almost like a Portland Oregon feel I type. Yeah. Like I know yeah. people love that city vibe, even though I mean they legalized all drugs or decriminalized all drugs, yeah. but <laughs> Portland's cool. Portland is also the strip cap, uh, strip club capital of the world. Ooh. You don't realize that, but there are strip clubs all over Portland, and you're like, "Oh, look at this cool, like, trendy <laughs> hipster town." And you're like, "Oh, okay, I, I've seen like." There's a secret side. Was it just me? Like, am I tripping? Like, am I? Did, is that like a strip club <laughs> right there? And then there's another one that pops up, and another one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Portland's cool. I mean, obviously, with all the stuff going on, like that's still like a thing on the news that people don't talk about. But yeah, there's still a lot of crazy stuff going on in Portland every single day that just the news is like, okay, we moved on to something else. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's still like riots, fights with the police. It's crazy what's the going Antifa on. Antifa Proud Boys conflict over there. Shit. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 for episode 150 if we really want to go there. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll break it down for that one. But <laughs> until then, we're just need to have more distracting news to get positive. Yo, speaking of that, Danny, let's talk about what's going not the news in general, but like, how do you feel about like some media influence lately with obviously there's just so many various opinions out there. There have been so many Ted stories going on throughout the weeks. And yet it's funny. You also have things trending that's more popular, low key, like the milk crate challenge right now. Right. You could get more people retweeting that than what's going on in Afghanistan and stuff. Yeah. How do you feel about our society like that right now? You know, as someone who's in communications, um, I think about this question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so many new platforms of getting technology that right. the platforms are actually creating the news. Yeah. And the news that is from created from the platform obviously becomes reality, right? Mm-hmm. So what, let's take an example, just like you said, the crate, the crate challenge, right? That shit's intense, man. <laughs> it's amazing. Simple, funny, gets to the point. You don't you don't need to have any audio to understand what's going on. Nope. Right. And that's what TikTok has done. That's what Instagram has done. Right. I mean, you throw it back to like the Vine days, right? I mean. It's, oh, it's dude, crazy vibes. what someone could do without audio. So when you have something like that and it's fun and it's light and you see people even getting hurt, I mean, getting hurt is the oldest form of comedy that we have. Yeah. Right? 
you could form it back. Like that's why Jackass, the new movie that's coming <laughs> out, like they will always be able to create movies and content just because it's a physical form of comedy. Yeah. That- don't need to understand anything going on you just see something happening right they've been doing this since the romans so when you add in all of the ways that we could (laughs) watch something online within a quick 15 second thing it's genius right but then it interferes with a lot of things that's going on in the world like what's going on in afghanistan right let's take that same logic of of watching something without audio and understanding it we all saw what happened on the planes. We all saw the, the, the craziest stuff that I never thought we would see in 2021 of people literally hanging on planes to get out, right? And then it slows you down and then it makes you realize, shit, something's going on. Right. What, what could I do now? Nothing. You can't do anything. Come on. What are you going to do? Post, post, post something? What, what, realistically, what is that going to do? Yeah. Other than showing other people that you care for one message, right? So then we take on the, from what I said said in the beginning of something easy to watch to something hard to watch. And now what's your opinion of it? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have opinions and I, I'm all for free speech and everything like that. But when I was in school to be a broadcaster, right? One of the, the biggest things they tell us is don't report anything that isn't true. Don't, don't put anything out there that you don't have factual evidence of, right? Mm-hmm. In today's time, everyone wants to be a reporter. Everyone wants to do our jobs. Everyone, right. it's it's become the cool thing now, right? If you were especially a, a Twitter major back in 2012, people would look at you and be like, "Oh, that's easy." Like, "Oh yeah, oh your communications. What kind of classes do you do?" Now everyone wants to do it. Yeah, everyone thinks they can. And 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 it's I, I hate saying this because I sound so pompous and I'm a professional, but not many people can do it, and everyone does it. And you really have to pick and choose what you're watching every single day, if it's going to influence you in a good, positive way going forward. Or if it's not, if you're watching someone's content just for their content because you're their friend or anything like that, you're not really helping the cause of whatever you're standing up for. Um, so as a as with everything going on, I think you just have to pick and choose what you're watching. Don't fall in line with whatever crap you see on there. And really just ask yourself, who am I as a viewer? What am I watching? And is it going to influence my life in a better way or, or a negative way? And that's the, really the choice is up to you. But I mean, freedom of speech is beautiful and it's a reason why it still exists. But I just think there's so much stuff out there. It's so saturated and everyone has this you know, fantasy of really trying to live out what they see. And they're like, Oh, I could be that guy on Instagram. Or, well, I could be that guy on a podcast. It's not, it's, it's hard, right? It's, it's not easy coming up with, with stuff that you could talk about every single day and have a legitimate, like show that is going to work. And I think podcasts are great. I think all that type of stuff. And I love seeing people get out there and voice their opinions, but people do it way too early and people do it way too soon. And people don't go into it thinking that, Hey, other people are going to see this and they're going to be influenced by this. So, so it doesn't matter what I necessarily say because they're just going to take it and just yeah, go. Right. And guess what? Sometimes people don't realize they're getting made fun of. That's another thing that we have going on. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm scrolling on Instagram or anything like that. Right. Where I'm like, these people really think, <laughs> They're legit. And likes, 
comments, views, all that type of stuff can mess with someone's head. It really can. And all criticism to it, it can be soul crushing. Yeah. So we just have to pick and choose. We can't give false profits. We can't give false light to anyone who doesn't deserve it. And I think people in our American culture sometimes give people a voice without even realizing they're doing it. So we just have to realize that and and just pick and choose of the news and, you know, try to stay as conscious as possible, but also stay positive, man. Stay positive. Absolutely. This world is not going to change for you because, oh, this uh, this uh, person is having a rough time. Let's change it for him. No, you have to keep pushing against that status quo, building your own brand and being confident in it. And there's nothing wrong with a healthy ego as well. You just have to genuinely believe in yourself. And as you grow, as you know, there's someone always watching. Give your best effort for it and, yep. and be aware how easy it is to manipulate as well. It's worth taking those few extra seconds to make sure, OK, this is legit. OK, this isn't like, for instance, Twitter. What's his name? Barry, Barry McCrocker. Yeah. The Great way ball. he just dupes people into believing real stories, even someone like what, <laughs> that James Harden story about that fit he threw because of a weight joke. And yet yeah. now you see Shannon Sharp and Skip actually debating it. I mean, they just get it. I mean, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, people fall for Aaron Rodgers uh, getting released early this summer and someone falling for it and such. Then you reach out and show your boys or whoever, like, did you see this? And then you see, you know, if it's Adam Schefter, they're literally like fake Adam Schefter. They get you. Yeah. I mean, be aware there's other trolls out there as well. But as long as you have a true confidence in yourself for it and you're aware of despite as many bad things are out there, there really are good and decent ones. And there's yeah. no reason why you can't grow your brand, be yourself and other people will follow as long as you're confident in yourself in that. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, you take a guy like you, man, like mm-hmm. you're trained in this stuff. Right. And I think that makes a big difference of, yeah. of everything. You also are a fan of, of broadcasters. You understand the art of broadcasting because it is oh, an yeah. art. That's what other people don't realize. It is, it is in, in a form art because what we're doing is literally trying to make you listen and be engaged same as art, right? If you look at a painting or anything like that. So let's, let's apply this to actual physical art. We have a lot of beautiful, famous artists that people put their stuff on the wall and you're like, wow, that's gorgeous. And then you see that and you think you could go do the same exact thing. You're not going to be able to make a Picasso. You're not going to be able to do any of that, right? Let's apply that to the same in podcasting, being on social media and all that type of stuff, right? So just pick and choose what you, what you are actually good at and stick in that lane. Don't try to be anything else. Um, and uh, just be an artist, no matter what. Absolutely. You know, one of the best things I ever heard, I remember I was joking, being a real Leonardo DiCaprio fanboy at one point. Yeah. Still am. And I remember I was joking, like, man, I want to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. And then my roommate, good friend at the time, Gabe, was like, nah, man, you want to be the next Matt Brown. And that really stuck to me. And it has been when I heard that now, seven years ago, like there's no need to have another one of these things. Another don't need to be an imitator. You could definitely be influenced and be an admirer, but you have to be yourself in it. And that's where people will go to, especially in a world where we crave originality. That's why, you know, what I do with the show and thank you for your kind words, what you're doing in your career, we make it all brand for it. And every single day there's a new opportunity for it. 
and just be prepared for both the good and bad and also take it in as well. Definitely, take in man. the good stuff and bad because that's what's training you for to be better. 100% agree, brother. 100 episode percent agree, <laughs> brother. 100, we keep it at 100, Maddie. Keep it at 100, baby. Oh, we're out here, Danny. Yo, more that, why don't we go back into those, um, the inter days really quick. Bring it on back. Boy. Yo, man. Like I said, you were at the NFL Network. I was at Sirius XM that summer 2015. Yep. You know, I wanted also at, and you know, that's where I learned Adobe Audition makes this possible. <laughs> I mean, I love that. Shout thing. out to Adobe. Shout out to Adobe. That's a lifeline for real. I oh, love yeah. Audition, man. Oh, I'm auditioned and then what I do with the After Effects and Photoshop at Premiere, I live by that and make I make every penny worth it. And then adding hey. on to paying for my podcast and host and Zoom makes yeah. it everything worth it. But I was wondering, you know, everyone as they start their careers, have those unique stories. Like you mentioned, the uh, Tom Brady waiting out at the NFL Network just in case yeah. that day. I guess it was to you and the Barstool guys <laughs> hit it out there. Um and uh, when they were going for Roger Goodell or like when I was PAing the unique stuff, whether at Sirius, not is it my Sirius, they didn't do anything crazy like that. It was more of the TV stuff. Like when I was interned at MTV specifically yeah, like yeah, yeah. one day. So I worked on the revival of TRL. It was a great time, uh, really great time. Just ended when the show ended. But there was one time being a PA and one of the DJs forgot their laptop. They forgot their laptop. They went to work, you know, office out at 5050 Broadway, Times Square. Yeah. They forget their laptop. And I had to go get it. I had to go all the way to Brooklyn. I uh, took two, uh, this was uh, two Ubers there back. I remember I left my charger in one of the oh. Ubers. Oh. The really long ones. I was like, well, I'm definitely not getting that back. Nope. <laughs> but <laughs> I still don't. But I remember like, Go all the way out. And this is deep Brooklyn too. running it. This was in the winters, freezing cold. Oh, uh, I don't know, miss you, that, bro. I don't you have to that. just find your way out and get there in time. And I found the laptop. We found the DJ's boyfriend, got the laptop, then went all the way back to the city. Then there was this other time, bro, where the microphones broke at TRL. And I was in the uh, moment where my production manager saw me and said, Matt, you got to go get it. We go live in an hour. <laughs> and I was like, OK, um, you just got to get there. So, again, in the winter and the blogs on my I wrote a blog and I have footage of it on Productive Conversations Podcast dot com okay. slash blogs. Yeah. So you could even literally see I took a bunch of pictures being a millennial, taking Snapchats and I just ran, dude. I ran. I had to run to 7th Avenue. And then I like begged a taxi, like, please, can I? This is a situation. I have to get these mics in this time. Can you not go away? So taxi it down and then the taxi's gone. So I, I paid him, but he was gone. Uh, so I had to, you know, get the mics, call the people and say, hey, I'm coming from the guy from TV. Can yeah. You give these to me. They give these fat 15 grand microphones in this big suitcase that looks like it could be literally like bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. Hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it was intense. So now I don't have a taxi. I remember first I was in a, I saw this one taxi just parked. Didn't say it was off duty. He said, hey, can you get me? He said, no, I'm good. And then I literally flipped him the finger because this I only had 30 minutes to get there. And 
I remember literally just jumping in the middle of the street with the big microphones like, hey, I need a cab bad. Another guy, Savior, it's like, hey, can you, you know, bring me here this time? And he like zooped it up. Yeah, I had I was literally running. I was 10 <laughs> minutes away from air running, like literally looking like a madman. I'm sweating. Now, now let me ask you this. Is this skinny boy Matt or is this big boy Matt? This is uh, this is definitely fugly Matt, like cuddly Matt. I'll go with okay, that. Okay, cuddly okay. Matt. Well, slim, thick Matt. Yeah, slim, thick. Perfect slim, one. Thick Matt. Slim, slim, thick, thick Matt. Matt. So okay. we were okay. able to hold it down with there. Yeah. So uh, I didn't collapse as I could have if this was maybe <laughs> like six months earlier. I'll say that. And you know, it was funny, too. I ran with my microphone on the whole time. I had my yeah. headset the whole time. Looking like an NSYNC uh, member or something yeah, like that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I looked like I had things to do. Maybe that helped me get in the mic. Yeah, stuff. you looked important. <laughs> literally, that's all about the looks of times. Then um, I remember literally walking up. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in the Viacom building, but oh, yeah. so, you know, that big ass stairwell right away. Mm-hmm. I'm literally running up the escalator. Someone yells, are you OK? And I said, no. And, you know, they security saw me push it up and I got there. Three fifty five. See, they just in time. Make, you got to make stuff happen. You're one of those type of guys who do that, man. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and someone, uh, even though um, someone was going to find out either way. So I, I, that's just the circumstances of our business sometimes. And yeah. luckily it worked out. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think like what you just did, right? You explained this whole story. And a lot of the interns that we get now, um, I'm always cool with, right? I'm always legit. I'm, I'm always completely honest about the industry. Um, but the one number one thing I say in the first day to the interns that we have is it's a no excuse industry. If yeah. you can't get something done for me when I need it, what 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 are you doing here? And the younger Someone generation really struggles with one just saying that to them. They didn't do anything wrong yet. But the second that we say, no, I need this done. You didn't complete it. What happened? Like, what's up? And I, I'm, I'm pissed. Because now I got to do it. Yep. I would say like there was a, a change from like seven years ago to like now. Of just the younger generation, the the, Z, the Gen Zers, the TikTokers, I call mm-hmm. them TikTokers. The Zoomers. Soft. soft. Yeah. And some of them are so smart and have such creative energy and are thinking forward. And I love all that stuff. I'm woke. I'm with everything. (laughs) But the second I'm like, yo, what's up? Um, well, like, well, I didn't slow down. What happened? What went wrong? Well, this, 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 this this, is it. Just tell me what's up. And I've had two interns cry on me. Mm. One thing someone told me, very influential man, told me never cry at work. Never. The second you cry at work, your entire morale, reputation goes down. No matter how bad you got wrung out, something really messed up happened that you had nothing to do with and you get in trouble for it, never show you're weak and never cry. And we got a lot of criers yeah. coming up in the world. 
tell me. I think, and I think, I think it's okay. Right. I think the younger generation is really, really wants to fix the world. And I'm all about that because we're going to be living in the world together in 50 years when they're just going to be adults. They're not going to be the younger kids. They're going to just be adults like us. We're all going to look the same when we're all 50, 60, 70, whatever. 40, 50, 60, we're all going to look the same. It doesn't gonna matter. Like, Oh, he's three years younger. No, we're all going to be adults. And I'm cool with that, but I'm not cool with tears. I never have been, never will be. If you cry in front of me at work, I can't, I can't respect you going forward to get you me something done. And this might be my hard ass New Yorker, whatever. That's how I was raised as an employee. Yeah. Um, that's how I was raised as a man. And we have a lot of people who just are completely abandoning how tough it is to be in this industry. And one, how tough it is to be someone living in the United States trying to make money as being an entertainer. Yeah. No one's nice in this industry. No one is nice. No one's cool. (laughs) Exactly. That's a key thing to remember. There are some people who are, for sure, you know, that you could trust and be cool with. But listen, if that contract's coming up, no, dog, they're going to try to get it, not you. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. It's it's not a nice industry. Don't meet your idols, okay? If you do, you're going to be disappointed. Some are cool, some are not, but they are not the person that you see on TV every morning saying hi, good morning, welcome. <laughs> da, 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 da. They are not that. Pe- they are not that person at all, and people don't get that. So, going back to my original thought, we just need to be a little bit tougher going forward. We do, yeah. Because when it, when we're weak and we're soft problems happen from that if you're straight and you're tough and you're cool and you got it going on you can make it in this industry but one recommendation to all the young listeners out here no matter how bad you fucked up or anything like that never show someone that you're weak at work because the second you do that you're done absolutely and in a world where people try to do anything against you that's another thing that could be at risk for that you this is a cutthroat industry and in a world where essentially anyone could do what we're doing. There's yeah. so much competition out there. Someone could throw money to throw, you know, get a camera and such. And I understand some people have been able to figure out TikTok, but some are not. Yeah. You have to do to get ready for a world of abuse. But on the other side, there is worth it. You there are decent people in the industry and there are good people, but you really do have to earn respect. Yeah. And why not do that? in this world where anyone could go is next person up. But again, it's going to be okay. And don't have, don't worry that people aren't exactly going to be the nicest and bow down to you. Don't be intimidated by that. That only happens when you don't meet your expectations and don't try at least try, give an effort and things will work out better than you think, whether you're on your toes or not. And if you could do it, in a high fi- in a highly fast paced industry we're in, there's no reason why you can't go far with it. And we do believe in you. Just don't take it for granted either. And it is a long process. It's not like other industries. It's not like someone going into accounting. It's not like someone going into the medical field. It's not like someone going into business, right? Where they have structure of how people move up. If you're with us for the company and you do an okay job for four years, you'll get to here. 
or da, 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 I'm on this plan. And my friend who uh, just graduated college is making $70,000 because she's an accountant. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's going to take like four years in our industry if you're lucky. Yes. Lux has a lot to do with it. If you're lucky, you got to be lucky. You got to be the right time and place. You got to be at the right time and place and not mess up in that right time and place because people, some people are in there like just so happened to be on this show when this breaking news happened and I did a great job with it and I did everything right. But there are people who have that opportunity who come and like, and then they shit the bed and then Mm -hmm. they wonder why they're still not hired. Why are they still doing this? Why are there? No, you got to get the right place. You got to be the right place in time. And when you're in that right place of time, you can't mess up. That's what they say. Luck is when time and preparation meet. Mm -hmm. Always be prepared. Always be ready. And there's no reason why you can't be. Stay on your toes, everybody. Oh, man, Danny, this has been epic. Every second of it. Man, I'm so happy. I'm really having a great time with this. So we got about 10 minutes to go. And first, I wanted to do something called the Prowse Questionnaire number two with you. You've done the first one. This one I actually developed on my own from random questions I saw. So it's a mixture of some others. So why don't we do that second Prowse Questionnaire, my friend? Hit me with it, Brownie. Let's go. Number one. And oh boy, Danny, I will say these questions. I'm really hyped to see what you have to say. Number one, what is your idea of pure happiness? Mm. Idea of pure happiness is waking up in the morning every single day and knowing that my family is healthy. My friends are healthy. My job status is healthy. And I am physically healthy. Because if I'm not, and all those things apply to me, um, I mentally can't go on with my next 24 hours not knowing that. Um, and right now, thank God, my family is at a very good place. Mm-hmm. I'm at a very good place, and so are my friends. And those are the, the the three main things I care for. And then I put myself forth, right? Because I like the, the, I'm just the type of person that puts other people before me, right? Um, and really, those are the most important things for me to make me physically happy every single day. So when all those things are driving and, and moving, I could be the best at my job. So the idea of, uh, of pure happiness is it's just all my family and friends being healthy, especially in this world of COVID, man. It's 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 really crazy that in the, the flick of a second that someone that you love and know could be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really you know, I think we took that for granted for years. Um. And, you know, going through this, being in Los Angeles pretty much by myself for like six months, I really, really started realizing that. Um, So I I would say that's my answer for pure happiness, man. Yo, man, real answer right there. Thank you for it. So number two is what is your greatest fear? Ooh, Um, let me let me ask you the question. Um, Greatest fear as physical fear or, or mental fear? Cabo, both whatever you feel gives you the most, you know, anxiety. What do you what is the one worst case scenario you don't want to happen in your world type of deal? And what and your fear of having that happen? Yeah, Um, I would say God honest answer is getting canceled. God honest answer. Very, very Um, fair answer. I hear you. Please elaborate on that. I am not the person to I, I mean, listen, I post. 
I, I'm, I'm a reposter. I don't really put my opinion out there that much because I have a platform to do it. Right. Um, and I'm not ever the one to, I don't even tweet political stuff. I really don't. The only the political stuff I tweet is, is really related to the vaccine. Um, but I'm always afraid of someone miscon not understanding something I'm saying and taking it in the wrong way and molding it into this message that really wasn't supposed to be ever received mm-hmm. and people running with it. Um, I'm also not famous enough to get canceled so <laughs> out there. Um, but I'm always afraid of someone being like, he said that. So that's what he means. Right. And, uh, that sucks. That sucks. Um, another thing I'm probably afraid of, um, I mean, this is a candid interview. I, I was in a five-year relationship mm-hmm. and, uh, I was cheated on, man cheated on hard, hard, not good. And I've gone through a lot of steps. I'm in a lot better headspace, um, a lot of therapy. And I, I'm an Irish guy. I, I was like, fuck therapy. This shit's not going to help me. It did. Um, but I'm afraid sometimes of like real commitment, um, in a relationship. And I think I'll find someone I, I, I always do. Um, (laughs) but really committing, really committing and really like being like, okay, I'm giving you all of Dan Lynch. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to do this? And that's hard to get over. It, it is man. Um, and sometimes I, I really struggle with that, but again, I'm confident in myself and I'm cool. I've dated some really great girls, but you want to know something. I get to this point where I'm like, fuck, I got to give it my all at this point of the relationship because we're deep in the first stages of dating. And then I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. Cause I'm failing and I'm afraid. So sometimes I'm really afraid of that stuff, but I'm, I'm learning to get over it. And I think over time and still mental and physical healing, I will get over it. Yo, thank you for sharing that. And you know, anyone who ever messed with your heart like that's an awful person and it's their loss. Absolutely. And I hear you on that too, especially commitment as I've, you know, dated in my life and figured out what's right or what's wrong. Am I doing these various steps uh, or whatever? Am I, you know, doing the right thing to make my partner happy and such? And it is it's a nerve wracking thing. Sometimes you never know what your, you know, partner is thinking. You never know what um, is going through their minds and stuff. I, and it is scary. It could keep you up at night. And I guess it's easier said than done. But at the end of the day, to know that at least I believe things are meant to be when they're meant to be. Yeah. Some things just work out and go smooth. At least that's what I learned from especially older couples and who do put that time and in a world of temptation and dating apps and such. Yeah. I've met some cool people too, but uh, it's still a process, but I just feel someday it's just going to all make sense one day, whoever I meet and see no, the girl, sure. my dreams or whatever. And that will sure. be happy for every other ones too. You know, I, I'm, I'm so lucky to even say this statement. Um, and it took me a while to realize it. Right. But, um, and also to all your listeners out here, I fractured my, uh, 
finger. This is not Ooh. nail polish, by the way, even <laughs> though it, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty <laughs> That's good, a perfect statement right there. Ooh, the blood blister. Oh, the blood stop. blister, yeah. So it hasn't gone away, and people are always like, what's up with your finger? I'm like, yeah. So I'm not giving you guys the finger. <laughs> um, it took me a while to realize this, um, but I, I had such a blessed life growing up. I really had no struggle or no trauma. Mm -hmm. One of my grandparents passed away. I've never really lost anything in my life. And strangely, I'm so thankful for what I went through mm -hmm. because it made me realize how fortunate I was. Yeah. And it made me realize that if I could get over this, the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in my life, right? For real, like it was. Then my life is pretty damn good. And it's okay. Like, for real. Like, that shit hurt. Trust, gone, all that type of stuff. But you know what? That happens in love. Love is yeah. not a fair game. Love is not a fun game. Love is not an easy game. No, it's not. Make any sense at all. But at the end of the day, after the, you played the game of love and you have all those things lined up and for real, you really have no crazy issues going on in your life. Meeting someone in your 20s and shit happening. Hey, bro, that's nothing, man. Should be yeah. so happy that everything in your life is great. I'm, I'm just thankful all my family members could breathe, talk and walk. You know, like when you really like so many things in our society, especially people our age, what we do, we, we, we try to compare and we try to do this and we try to do that. But when we really break it down to like, is my family healthy? Am I healthy? Am I physically and, and mentally strong right now? And have I really gone through anything crazy in my life that really has messed up my life and someone being an asshole and doing shit behind your back? Does that hurt? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And that took me a long time to get over for real. Like, I know it sounds like I'm talking about this a lot, like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's not over. I am to a certain extent. This will always stay with me, like, for real. But I realized that. And once I realized, like, damn, I, that was the most dramatic thing I've ever been through. If that was the most dramatic thing I've ever been through, then I'm good. I'm good, man. And that's that's what makes me happy. Uh, going back to pure happiness is just I've, I've been so lucky in my life, and I and I'm, I, I know how fortunate I am, and I run with every fortune opportunity I have. So, some people might be down, some people might be everything like that. But when you really break it down to everything in your life in this moment of time, it hurts, but it's just a glitch of time, and, and you're forever happiness, man. And it's all worth learning at the end of the day to make yeah. ourselves better people. And that's why I say sometimes you really do have to, no, not sometimes, every time you do have to take in with the good with the bad. It only makes you a better person at the end of the day. And then it's all smooth sailing from there. Hell yeah, man. So my next question from this questionnaire is, what's your greatest extravagance? What is one time you spend just a bunch of money on something, whether a trip or some toy or a car or like whatever, a good night? What's your greatest extravagance, Danny? Man, I'm pretty frugal, like for real. I am. <laughs> um, I'm not too big into like buying clothes or anything. Yeah. Like that. I drive a Hyundai Kona. Yes. Um, That's like know, me, my Sonata. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm I, I still wear like a lot of like old navy and gap shit. Like for <laughs> real. Like, like listen, I got some swaggy shit if I need to pull it out, but like right. I would say like 
fashion is fashion, right? You could buy all that type of stuff, but the person underneath is fucking low key and not good. That shit looks terrible on you. So it doesn't really matter what you put on your body as long as you're happy with yourself, right? So I don't spend that much money on fashion. Um, Man, um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, living in California is just an extent on its own. It's it's enough out here, dog. (laughs) Um, You know, rent is crazy. Um, But man, I would say I love, okay, I'll, I'll say this, right? I've been on this like, health cleanse like crushing it at the jammy hell yeah bro you're looking great my dude i have to say i'm trying to get bam i'm trying to get big again i mean like like just good and like just grinding every single day but to all the listeners out here i started out 316 at the beginning of may 316 pounds the heaviest i've ever weighed in my life i looked at myself in the mirror and i was like i look like um that character from um from uh uh my god austin powers fat bastard fat bastard. i literally look like fat bastard i have red hair i literally <laughs> look like fat bastard i was like oh what happened and i just like really um dedicated myself to just diet and health getting back down i'm at 270 right let's now. fucking go bro congratulations so i'm at 270 crushing it still got a lot to go um and the one thing that like i was I, I always had a uh, New York City uh, sports club membership that supposedly yeah. is not New York City NYSC uh, anymore. It's like a new company. Yeah, um, they. Ch- I did say they rebranded themselves. I don't know the exact name, but I yeah. read it about two months ago for the summer that they were completely changing it up. So the most L.A. thing I've ever spent money on so far is a Equinox membership. Equinox. That's how you know. <laughs> so, uh, it's about 200 bucks a month. <laughs> and oh, that's, um, you, you are, you better be in the gym every single day oh, for that. Exactly. <laughs> that's the point. Like I was like, you know, what? I'm paying for this. You better, you better get your ass there because it's Definitely. way funny. Right. So that's probably what I've been spending the most money on. I'm always like, but it's worth it, man. It's worth it. I'm feeling good. Um, and uh, I'm just happy with it. it it's been a good Love experience. It. Love to see you it, see man. Some characters there. That's also a part of it too. <laughs> some characters, like like people filming themselves working out, mm-hmm. and, like, smiling, like Instagram stuff. Like this is the entire time. I'm like, lower your hips, dude. Like you're not doing anything right now. It is so bizarre. I oh. love LA to death. LA is my home now. Like for real, LA. But it's a weird ass place, bro. It's a weird <laughs> ass fucking place, bro. And it, it only enhances your You character. can survive with the weirdness and you can be confident in yourself. It's the spot for you. But I always say for East Coasters who are thinking about coming to LA, you could do it because you're an East Coaster. Yeah. It's harder for West Coasters to go East, if that makes sense. Interesting. And the people in Los Angeles, the people in California are some of the nicest people in the entire world. Some of them. And everyone's like, oh, are they fake? To be honest with you, I think there's there's equally amount of fake people in New York City as there are in L.A. <laughs> like I would uh, not be surprised. So, <laughs> you know, just it just so happens that they're just prettier in L.A. That's that's really what it is. <laughs> Everyone's gorgeous here. Um, so you got to compete. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 L.A.'s amazing, but it's a very bizarre spot. And if you can't keep up with the weirdness, it will catch up with you. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, that's why you just embrace your brand, have a smile with it either way, man. And be part of the weirdness and one of the cool, more genuine ones in the weirdness. Oh, yeah. uh, one final question for today, Danny, what's your motto? What do you say to yourself to get through life and this crazy world we're in? Um, I grew up with a learning disability, dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually physically couldn't read like a full like chapter until I was in like fifth grade. Really? And growing up, I was always good at sports. Like always, I was bigger than every single kid. I just, it just came so easily to me. And, um, you know, I was struggling in the classroom for so long and I didn't know why. And it would frustrate my parents. And, you know, it it was horrible. It sucked. It sucked Mm -hmm. going to the small classroom, getting taken out of class and going to, you know, the resource room and me being a football player and like hanging out with like the kids who weren't on those classes. Right. And being like, why am I fucking here? Mm -hmm. And a teacher, um, Miss Robertson, I always remember said this to me and was like, you think way too fast. You create things in your head that aren't true on the paper. Take things slow. And when she said that to me in like seventh grade, things just started clicking for me, like in the classroom, my social life, even on the football field. I started taking things slow because I was always in a rush. And sometimes I'm still always in a rush. It comes back to me, take things slow. When it comes to reading a sentence that I now read on a national, international airwaves, take things slow. If I'm calling someone, a guest line, and we have two minutes to get them on the air and I got to prep my host for what the interview is going to be and I got to get them on, take things slow because... I could call the wrong number and put someone on the air and be like, ah, fuck you. You know, (laughs) take things slow. And I've really, really have applied that to every aspect of my life. Um, From my career to my personal life with my fucking ex shit, finding someone, take things slow. And I recommend that to everyone because we live in such a fast world. We live in such a fast place in your face. Get the fuck out of my face world. If you take things slow, you will understand the world a lot better. So take things slow, man, is my motto. Man, can't end it any better than that. Danny Lynch, I love you, dog. You gave us a profound and amazing 100th episode. God bless you. Thank you so much for everything. Check out the work Danny does at SiriusXM Pac-12 Radio. And with some big news coming, we can see with the combination with the ACC and Big 12, we're going to have a lot of fun this Woo. fall. Oh, oh man. Maddie, I love you, Maddie. I love you. 100th episode. Shout out to all the guests who have ever been on this show. I've listened to almost all of them. Y'all are some crazy motherfuckers from Connecticut. <laughs> wrestling stuff. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I just like just see the little clips. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should check it out. Seriously, hey, man. Y'all crush it, man. Uh, I'm so proud of you, Maddie, man. And uh, I'm just I'm just so I'm so lucky to call you a friend, brother. Yo, man, I'm so lucky to call you a friend and a good friend, too, Danny. Thank you so much for everything. And I can't wait to talk to you really, really soon. You're the fucking 100, man, Danny. 100, 100, 100, baby. Danny Lynch, everybody. Thanks again, my friend. I'll see you soon. 
Talk about electrifying. Danny Lynch, this is why I love you. Thank you for making the 100th episode a real classic. Words can't describe my appreciation for you, dog. Nothing but great wishes and great luck moving forward. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media as well. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And to check out exclusive content regarding this show, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. So 100 shows in the books, everybody. Now let's get on and do many, many more. Hundreds, even thousands more. Let's get on the road and let's start a new chapter right now. The Yankees are winning. Football's around the corner. We have some great football shows coming up soon. The fall is just about here. And we have nothing but a big smile on our faces. And like I said, this is the new chapter in my life one way or the other. And we're going to make sure it's a positive and memorable experience. And then we only get better and better from there. As we had an old intern friend from SiriusXM join the show, on Thursday's episode, I'm having an old Viacom intern friend join the show. Nicole Clemens is on the Productive Conversations podcast this Thursday. She has a brand new podcast she has to promote, and we are going to make sure we promote it and make sure you become a big fan of her. I mean, you will like the sweet soul, very smart, very talented individual who's coming on the show. It's going to be another Epic episode, episode 101 this Thursday with Nicole Clemens. And besides that, again, thank you so much for making this all possible. The greatest listeners and fans in the world, I love and appreciate you so much. Now that we have 100 podcasts under our belt, I love you even more, and the love will continue to grow. And let's make sure we grow this week. Let's make sure we have a great week. And when we're back on Thursday, we are going to have another special, phenomenal episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of this show, and I will see you all very, very soon on Thursday. Be sure to have a wonderful week, everybody. Keep making us proud. I right, love and appreciate you all, especially on this milestone day. See you soon. And as Kanye said, we're going to be okay. Peace.